0: Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and this is uh, Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. Thursday's, uh, man, we're getting close, you know, getting close to the weekend. Weekend I always like to think of as a time uh, for family and friends to get together. Less commitments, no work necessarily, hopefully not. A little chance to, uh, to to relax, to to recharge our batteries, and of course, on Sunday, wonderful opportunity for the family to go together to Mass, to let God recharge our batteries and to get us back uh, you know into into a state of, of peace into a, a, a state of um, of hopefully joy as we move into another week on Monday so I always kind of keep my eyes fixed on that Sunday it's it's always a good time uh, especially if um, you know if you like if you like me you like to cook uh, Sunday is a a uh, Great a way for us to uh, to spend time together as a family, you know, in the kitchen or around the table. And um, so anyway, that is uh, that is what what is on the menu today. So we're having a little bit of technical difficulty here. This is a live radio, folks, so uh, stick with me here. Uh, I am um, broadcasting to you. I'm actually in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I have a guest joining me today. Uh, Sister Tracy Dugas, who is a daughter of St. Paul in Metairie. Mm -hmm. And uh, are you with me, Sister Tracy?
1: I am here. Can you hear me?
0: I can. I can. You know, we're we're being blessed right now, hopefully, uh, with (laughs) all the technology. So how are you?
1: (laughs) I'm great. I'm great. I am uh, excited about spending a little time with you and talking. So looking forward to our time together.
0: Well, I know, uh, you know, I know you and and I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed to to have uh, run into the Good Sisters uh, quite quite a bit lately, I think, over the last uh, couple of months, you know, different events and, and things in the city. Um, could you tell us a little bit about where you are and, and what you have going on right now? You're in, in Metairie with the Pauline Books and Media. Did I lose you? Uh-oh, I may have lost you again. All right. Well, we're going to hopefully get this uh, this rectified here. And let me see. Are we back? Yes, we are back. All right. <laughs> so if you could tell us a little bit about, I mean, you know, your ministry, what do you do here in New Orleans? Why are you in New Orleans?
1: Well, um, I've been here in New Orleans for a little over three years now. And, um, and I was um, I'm a daughter of St. Paul. So our mission
0: Uh-oh, looks like we uh, lost you again. We might need to uh, see if we have a, a better connection. Don't know if this is on my end or what, but uh, folks, uh, just to let you know, I mean, the reason why I want to have Tr- Sister Tracy on the on the show with us today, I mean, this is the Catholic Foodie where food meets faith. Uh, what does is, what is the, the, the daughters of St. Paul have to do with, with food? Well, first of all, I mean I just love nuns. I mean they you know, I have a lot of experience looking back and uh, I spent, I think what a total of two years living in Mexico with Mother Teresa's priest. And the one thing that I always remember about Mother Teresa and the good sisters there is that they were so full of joy. and that has been my experience uh, over the last several years uh, encountering nuns all over the place. they're They're people they are full of the joy of the Lord, and that is exciting. Do we have you back? No, we don't. Uh, and so that, that's the case also with um, the, the, the daughters of St. Paul in New Orleans. I, I thought that having Sister Tracy join us today would be a good idea, a good uh, a way for us to talk about family meals from uh, from a different perspective because she lives in a family. It's, it's called community life. Religious life is in a community um, – is a community um, – I mean, community life is family, right? Religious life. That's what it's all about. And, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to find out here with, um, I am recording. Um, let me see. This is live radio folks. So stay tuned. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> trying to see what's going on here. We got gremlins in the studio. If you have any holy water on hand and want to pass it over this way so we could attack those gremlins, that would be great. Uh, but the, the daughters of St. Paul, whether it's the daughters of St. Paul, missionaries of charity, uh, which was mother Teresa's nuns, uh, whether it's the Carmelites, doesn't matter really the religious community. Uh, the fact is, is that they live family life just like we do in, in the home. We, uh, you, typically, you have a, a superior, a mother superior, uh, in in a in a community setting, and they would be referred to. As mother, because they are there to to help, lead, and guide, and to serve uh, uh, that family, that community. And so, I know from experience, uh, having spent time with nuns and in different religious communities, that uh, cooking and food is definitely a part of their lives. is definitely a part of their family experience their their uh, daily um, uh, family experience within the context of a religious community. And uh, and I, I, you know, I wanted to have trace Tracy on to kind of share her experience of that with us and also talk about some of the exciting things that they have going on uh, right now with the Pauline family. And, and and she will probably give you a little bit more background about this. But the daughters of St. Paul is just one arm of of a larger uh, Pauline family. And I know that once we get the gremlins straightened out here, um, chase them away with holy water, uh, then Sister Tracy could probably tell us a little bit more about that. How are we now? Sister Tracy, you with me? Nope, still not still not uh, connected. Uh, what we're probably going to try to do is pull her in by phone during a break. Uh, in the meantime, I can tell you uh, a couple of stories just about the, the sisters here in New Orleans. Um, I've had the privilege recently, just a couple of weeks ago, had, a, had the privilege of uh, visiting with the sisters. There was a, a going away party for a couple of the sisters who... Um, Oh, it's already time for a break. Uh, So we will be back. You're listening to The Catholic Foodie Show on Real Life Radio. We'll be back in, in just a minute.
2: Welcome back to The Catholic Foodie Show on Real Life Radio. This is Jeff Young, your host, We just have to roll with the punches here, folks. This is uh, live radio. We've got to uh, work with what we got, and uh, we had to make a little switch here. I hope that I'm coming through okay. Uh, We are excited. I am, at least. I'm very excited to have Sister Tracy on the show with us, Sister Tracy Dugoff. If you missed that in the first segment, we had some technical difficulties there. But she is a daughter of St. Paul. She is stationed in Metairie, Louisiana. Metairie is right outside of New Orleans. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, blessed to call Sister Tracy a friend. And uh, Sister Tracy, welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be here again. <laughs>
1: yes, again.
2: <laughs> That's right. We got to we got to roll with the punches here. Uh, well, Sister yeah. Tracy, there's so much so much that I want to talk about today with you. Um, yeah I know that uh, uh, maybe for for folks who aren't familiar with the daughters of St. Paul, you could tell a little bit about your 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 yes to the Lord and this vocation as a religious sister and in the community in particular with the daughters of Saint. Paul and uh, kind of why you find yourself uh, in in New Orleans. <laughs>
1: Well, um, thanks for asking. I uh, I answered the call to religious life, um, pretty much started to think about it in high school, the latter part of high school, and so I joined the community after a year of college. And um, our mission in the Church and in the world is evangelization, um, because we're called Daughters of St. Saint Paul. Paul St. Saint Paul has a big—he looms large for us, because— the way he used his gifts to communicate the love of Jesus to people using whatever means he could, whether it be being a person, talking to people face-to-face, or through letters, um, he was all about getting the Word out there, which is a lot like being on the radio. Um and so it's such a joy to be able to share, um, in this way. Uh, so, so br- being in New Orleans, our communities are throughout the United States. We have about 15 communities and then throughout the world, we're in 52 different nations. So, um, we really do kind of transcend or cross many boundaries, um, as apostles and disciples of Jesus, um, who are, who are out, you know, spreading the good news. So, um, and we do. We live in community, so we share very much uh, the daily life of most people. We're not cloistered, uh, which is the type of sisters that really do retreat from the world in order to lift the world up in prayer in a hidden way. Um, we're actually kind of more like audio visuals. you know. We actually have a hashtag. <laughs> I like to say that, you know, as our wearing our habits, um, people see us in the grocery store, um, and we're on, on social media. So on social media, you can find us at um, hashtag media nuns. So anywhere, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, uh, you might see a few hashtag media nuns, um, and you'll see a bunch of pictures of Daughters of St. Paul.
2: That is—it's uh, it, it, just so cool. You know, I was saying—I don't know if you heard any of this, but during the, the chaos of that, that first segment with the, uh, the gremlins, I mm-hmm. was just talking about the fact that I, I love hanging out with nuns because, you know, it goes back to to the time I spent in Mexico with Mother Teresa's uh, priest. I, I did—I mean, I worked for a, a year, I think, before even going to Mexico with Mother Teresa's nuns in Baton Rouge. The missionaries of charity, and then again mm-hmm. in Mexico, we worked right alongside of them. They had five different houses in Tijuana, and we, you know, we provided. I mean, I was just a seminarian at the time, but I was also a driver. So I used to drive the priests every day. They would go to the different uh, communities of, of the sisters and uh, celebrate. Mass and provide the sacraments, um, and we'd have breakfast with the nuns and all that. It was just a, a really neat thing for me to see these women who were just so full of joy. Um, mm. It doesn't matter what was going on in life, it could, they, it could have been a good day, a bad day, they could be suffering, they could be rejoicing, it, it, no matter what it was. I'm not talking about the the feeling or emotion of happiness, but just that real, true Joy of the Lord, and it's something that I continue to see in the nuns that I meet, and the daughters of Saint Paul are a shining example of that. So, thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I think there's something to say about um, letting God take over your life. Uh, he does keep us young. I really, I've met so many, so many religious sisters who um, their their youthfulness transcends their age. <laughs> So, like, they could be really old, but they have such a young spirit. And I, I believe it's, like, rooted in this foundational hope. Like, they know that what we see in this world is only a, a, a mere shadow of the good things that God has promised for us. But we have to have hope in that, you know? And I think that really does keep people young.
2: I think so, and I, I mean, I enjoyed. I, 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 I've talked about Greek Fest here on the show a number of times, and I enjoyed uh, running into you at the Greek Fest over the over the weekend. And and you're right. You know, you mentioned you talked about being an audio visual. Uh, <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that. That's fantastic. But I mean, it's true. You know, to to see a, a religious and a habit out in public, like doing normal things, ordinary things, going yeah. to the grocery, yeah. uh, pumping gas, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. It gives us um, a very real understanding that hey, these are like normal people. Um, yeah, they're not. They're not you know, superman, supermen or superwomen, um, or or just really weird people. I mean, they're just normal, normal. Well, folks. we are kind of
1: weird. You got to admit it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well, I mean, let's be others. honest. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I tell you, but no, I am... it, is, it
1: is. true. It is true that that I mean, we do tend to have these stereotypes that sort of take over, and we think, you know, religious are this way, or priests got to be like this. And in the end, um, the Lord really does call ordinary people, um, and because He has such a hope for us. And I think the more we are ourselves, our true selves, uh, the more we discover that God is the author of all that, and He, he celebrates it, too. I mean, He really does.
2: Right, and, and I like to say that God is not afraid—Jesus is not afraid of our humanity, you know, just the, yeah. the regular—whether it's the regular, ordinary stuff that we go through just as people, as humans, uh, or also uh, our foibles, the things about ourselves that we don't necessarily like. Um, mm-hmm. and, if, and sometimes we translate that to God of saying, you know, God can't like me or love me because of X, Y, and Z. But Jesus isn't afraid of, of us. He's not afraid of our humanity. He's not afraid of, of the things that we don't like about ourselves. So that's definitely, to me at least, uh, a very, hopeful, <laughs> it very is. hopeful thought, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I take great consolation from such a thought.
2: <laughs> and I had I uh, had the privilege uh, just recently, I guess it was a, uh, what three, four, three weeks ago or so, of uh, coming into the Pauline Media Center in, uh, in Metairie uh, mm-hmm. for a, a I don't know what, like a bon voyage or a, a going yeah, away yeah. party for a couple of the sisters and,
1: that's right. And
2: yeah. it's, it's so fun to walk in, and my conversations with the different sisters is so, always so fun because it's spiritual, but it always kind of, t- and I guess it's because of who I am, right, the captivity, it always kind of goes back to food, you know, food food. Mm. And- this, yeah. this recipe and
1: that in rec- this restaurant and <laughs> yes yes well you know we are our our foundational heritage if you will is in Italy and um and I know that for myself I I got to I had the great grace to spend about a year in Italy um preparing for my final vows and I realized like there was something God really used that experience of living in Italy and experiencing how they approach food. I mean, I'm a Cajun, so I love food. I've always loved food. Um, It's always been a very uh, key element of my life. You know, I'm from Louisiana, so that's just how we get together. That's what we do. Um, But I don't know. It was as though going there and seeing how they approach food Eating and how they approach preparing a good meal and choosing ingredients opened my eyes to um, to how like great that is. It just allows you to really savor the good things of life, and you don't overlook it. You don't just pop it in the microwave. They barely have microwaves over there. They don't like them. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I think that uh, allows us to approach food wherever we go, um, realizing that that is something that God has chosen to use to manifest Himself to, to each other and to us, for sure. So yeah, we'll talk about food, even when we're eating, we're talking about food.
2: <laughs> I think that that comes with um, you know Louisiana pedigree. If you if you're born yeah. here and your in your blood, um, I know. Yeah. Well, one of the things I remember talking to Sister Alice, Sister Alice, and I talk about pizza all the time. And uh, mm. make sure you tell her I just did a show on pizza a couple of days ago. So I have a whole hour. Oh, I will. Of pizza on pizza.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds great. I will. I'll tell her. So, you know, right now your
2: community uh, or really the I guess it's the uh, that the Paulines are, are celebrating uh, a centenary.
1: That's right. Yeah. 100 years of existence. So, yeah, we were founded in 1915. So, um, so here's here we are in 2015 having lived survived and and we're celebrating this great jubilee year, this year of of living in God's um Paul for hundred years, which is wonderful.
2: Are there special things you're doing this year? Or I, mean, I know you have online uh, or online books and media at different centers like all over all over the, the world, but all over the country here. But we have one in Metairie. Is there what you do in New Orleans different than what you do in other places, or are they pretty much the same? what kind of uh, what kind of work do you do here in New Orleans?
1: Well, um, you know, we, we you know, having it be our hundredth anniversary, it's a year to just party more. <laughs> so we just kind of have more more of an excuse to get together and, and and celebrate. But um but here in New Orleans, I mean really every one of our communities uh, it's a microcosm, or, or it's a coming together, if you will, of these different personalities of the sisters that make that community up, and how we come together usually dictates where and how our mission is carried out. And uh, but there's always some things that don't change. There are certain ways of the way we do our mission that doesn't change. For example, in almost all of our locations, the the kind of center of our of our mission. Is our book and media ministry our book and media center, which um, allows the sisters to be present to people, to to be kind of a uh, a home base of faith um, for people to come into our to our book center and to. You know, bring bring whatever they're living to um, to the sisters in in their maybe their knowledge of of a way that they can approach that problem through reading. Um, but more importantly, we have our chapels in all of our locations because our founder was like, you know, you have to give people Jesus, nothing less, nothing more. You know, there's nothing more you can give them anyway. Um, <laughs> you need to give them Jesus. I mean, it's not about you; it's about Bringing kind of being that bridge between a person and their experience and their, what they're living and the Lord, who is the fulfillment of every need and every desire. So, in our book centers, we have Eucharistic chapels. Like, for example, on, th- on Thursdays, such as today, if you came to our store today, you would actually go and see that the chapel doors are closed, which normally they're open, but today, on Thursdays, they're closed because we have um, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. So, every hour of the day, people are present to the Lord in prayer, and it's a powerful life force of our life um, as Christians and as believers, to know that we can be there with the real presence of Jesus, and just pour out to Him what we're living, and believe that He is truly as pres- more present to us than we can be present to Him. So so that's kind of our, our bookstore ministry here, but that's sort of the the center of the spoke of a wheel that has a lot of, you know, uh, rays that go out. So some of those ways is um, depending on the sisters. Like I'm, I'm a big talker. I couldn't tell already.
2: <laughs> so, I know we're uh, we're, we're bumping uh, up against the break, though. So we're gonna take a break okay, real so quick. Okay, so maybe
1: I should tell and you after you the break.
2: That would be perfect. Y'all, you're listening awesome. to the Catholic yeah. Pretty Show here on Real Life Radio. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Cootie Show on Real Life Radio. This is Jeff Young, your host. We're talking today with Sister Tracy Dugas, the daughter of Saint Paul in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, before the break, Sister Tracy, you were telling me about uh, well the, the work that you do in New Orleans and, and how all of your uh, the Pauline Books and Media Center kind of like a hub of activity, and of course the, the very center of that is is the chapel, right? Bringing bringing the uh, People to Jesus and bringing Jesus to to people. And uh, during the break, I was mentioning to you that I, I kind of lament the fact that I'm I'm a little further out from where you know from where the bookstore is now. But uh, in the past, when I worked in Metairie, it was always a joy to go into the bookstore and to to be able to spend a little time just in prayer uh, in the chapel. Sometimes I was lucky enough to to be there at, at the right time when uh, Mass was about to start. But even Mm-hmm. Even when there was Mass at that time, just to be able to go in and to spend quiet time in God's presence and the presence of the Eucharist was uh, always, always a, a gift and a joy. Uh, you had yeah. mentioned that um, that is the hub, that is the hub, and, and and that there are a bunch of spokes that come out from that, and I had to cut you off for the break. So what, what are some of these uh, spokes that you were referring to?
1: Well, um, you know, our, our mission uh, does radiate from here, and so what we try to do is bring, um, bring the Lord to people in whatever way we can, and oftentimes uh, that can be in the form of book, uh, book displays or book exhibits. So we'll visit maybe a Catholic uh, parish or an event, or we'll be present at some conference or some gathering, Um, in which faith formation or discipleship is being talked about and people are, their interest is growing, uh, we try to be there to be able to supplement that interest with something that can kind of accompany a person, like they can take it home with them, really. Um, So that's why, you know, we really do promote reading, reading, um, books and and being surrounding ourselves with the word, uh, either in music or or through media, any form of media, um, in such a way that it really does help us to grow. You know, it helps us to expand what we already know. Um, so we'll do that we'll do that with with kids we visit schools we do reading programs um, and then and then there's other aspects of what we do like as i was saying you know i'm a big talker so i tend to travel a lot um, giving uh, keynote addresses and doing public speaking and being guests on on um, jeff young's radio show you know all that kind of thing um, <laughs> to um, to just Again, uh, propose the, the word or propose the good news to people in in a in a new way or in a different way, and um, so it's a great it's a great opportunity to meet people, to kind of be with people where they are, to listen to them, because our prayer life is all about what what we hear. From, from people what they need, what they are asking us to, to kind of be a sister to them in. So we bring that to our, to our community prayer and we also uh, try to speak to that from from the theological background that we have or from the prayer or the spirituality. So um, So those are some of the things that we do uh, from here.
2: Now, let me. You, you mentioned earlier uh, about being on social media, and if you're on Twitter, you have the hashtag #MediaNuns. Uh, do you find, especially today, do you find that um, uh, how does social media impact the way that you are able to, first of all, listen to people, and then secondly, uh, to bring the good news uh, to them as well?
1: Well, you know, it's it's um it's always a learning experience because you're you just do it, you know, and you're you're um, there's no necessarily a, you know, a blueprint or anything like that. So it's a beautiful experience of just sort of putting out into the deep, like John Paul II said, you know, as as Christians we have to we have to go out there and and Pope Francis too, like you know, step out of the boundary, get out of your comfort zone. Um, so our founder was really. Uh, an advocate of that, and so he left us wide open and so I think there's always always going to be, and there always is a certain readiness of a daughter of St Paul that um, makes her excited to say, "Wow, you know what does this mean for for how we share the gospel and so there's an immediacy between the messages that we can create and communicate and the response that we get um from folks that are maybe following us on Twitter. I mean, some of our sisters are much more Twitter famous than the rest of us. You know, we're, there are those of us who are sort of, you know, we're in there, but we're not like they are. There are other <laughs> sisters like Sister Helena, who just, she just got it down. She 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 really has a, a good way of, of um, I don't know, just being present, being a disciple on Twitter.
2: Um, well, she, but, you know, she like, has the benefit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go no, yeah.
1: Ahead. Ahead. Go, go ahead.
2: I was just saying that uh, she has the benefit of that name, too. You know, with Hellburn. I know. Well. Hellburn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And it's. it's... It's so neat that um, that again, for every one of the sisters, they have a particular richness, a particular gift that we, as a community, try to encourage and and really promote so that that creativity can be used for the good. And so that's how she does it, among many other things that she does. You know, some of our sisters are publishers; they've are are, have been published, Um, so they're they're writers. Some are. Photographers. So some sisters have a more, I don't know, visible presence, and other sisters are the ones that, you know, do the hard work in the background, um, which is what the body of Christ is anyway. So, um, but definitely social media is a challenge, but it's such a beautiful opportunity to get to know people um, on. You know, various the the cool thing about social media is it, it put it's like gumbo. It puts all kinds of different things <laughs> in one pot and makes it taste good. <laughs> and That's I mean right. I think what we what we are as as sisters is how do we bring out the good? You know, how do you promote the good? And not just how do we condemn the bad. Um, but we have I mean of course we have to name things for what they are. We have to have an informed um critical view of of the world that we live in so that we can bring the truth where it's needed but at the same time what what are seeds of the gospel that are that are out there and how can we bring that out and talk about that in us in a in a way that really brings to light the beauty that's there
2: yeah and it's all it also i think highlights the fact that God is so intimate you know that that he works with us as as we are and with my particular personality and your particular personality and sister, uh, sister Ann Flanagan, and her her personality. Yes. So mm-hmm. and, and so he can reach. He can reach. There, there are people he can reach through you that he'd never reach through me. Right. You know. And there's a particular right. flavor, if you will. That and this is just beautiful. That the analogy of a of a gumbo is a beautiful uh, uh, analogy, and the fact that we're there to bring out the flavor, because Jesus in the gospel talks about us being salt. Yeah. Uh, salt and life, And what is what do we use salt for? I know I use salt. Some folks up north may have to use it, you know, for to give it a snow and ice, but uh, I, I just have to use it in my in my food, you know, in the kitchen when I'm cooking. And the whole point is to bring out that flavor. So that, that is uh, a beautiful, a beautiful way of putting it. Um, yeah. I know that uh, Blessed James Alberione, the founder of the Pauline family, was in a lot of ways on the cutting edge. And I think what you're talking about, right now with social media that it's new media. It's new. And so there is no uh, blueprint. As you mentioned, we have to kind of live it and see how it goes. And isn't that really so much of what it was like for Blessed James? I mean, of course, we had print media, but there was just so much that he was involved in where it was new territory. And he was right there on the front lines trying to, uh, uh, to, to to add flavor to bring out the goodness uh, on the front lines of the new media at his time.
1: Yes, he did and he had he had insights um, born out of, I think out of his own his giftedness of intelligence and his his ability to discern the presence of God and um, he really did have the long view. he loved history so he saw, he saw kind of a bigger picture and, um, and even knowing all that he knew and all of his sort of real traditional background, um, in theology and in philosophy and everything that it takes to be a priest, he had that forward vision of the spirit, you know, of the Holy Spirit that just inspired him to, uh, to, to try new things. Um, and, I, and he kept telling us, you know, I'm not your founder. Saint Paul is your founder. I'm just his instrument. And if he said if he could have found a more unworthy one, he would have. But I was the worst, so we picked me, <laughs> which is a consolation awesome. to the rest of the daughters of Saint Paul. Let me tell you. Um, so, but but just that whole notion that you can. It, it, yeah, God's God's word is living and it's and it's active and it calls forth it's always doing a new thing. And um and I think in in cultural uh you know, we get stagnated and we think that oh the church is in a rut or something and in fact, no. I mean the, the Lord is all is all creativity. He is creativity. Um, so if we can attach ourselves to that power, to that grace that's in the Word and in the presence of God, just like the founder did, um, new things come to birth. And so he was. I mean, he he was making movies before the church even thought about it. Um, he was present at. At the Second Vatican Council, so he's hearing all these deliberations about what the fathers were saying, and then he he was envisioning all of these ways that the church could evangelize using the new means, the new the modern means of communication. So yeah, he he wasn't afraid to try, and he said, you know, you're going to try, you're going to fail a bunch of times before you before you get it right. But that's not the point. Is not success, it's fidelity.
2: That's right. That's right. That's one of the things that Mother Teresa used to say that I I've always held on to, even writing it in my Bible, you know, that uh, the Lord doesn't ask us, you know, really to be uh, successful. He doesn't call us to success. He calls us to, to faithfulness and yeah. definitely something yes. that gives gives me hope. We are, uh, we're button up here against uh, another break and... uh So I do want to to come back and talk about uh, Blessed James a bit more, and in in particular about the new movie that that is uh, uh, out about him, uh, Media Apostle. So uh, you're listening to The Catholic Foodie Show on Real Life Radio. We'll be back in just a minute. The Cootie Show, Real Life Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking with Sister Tracy Dugas, the daughter of St. Paul in New Orleans, and we're talking about uh, media and the work that the uh, daughters of St. Paul do in the media, both I guess what we could call old media, like print and uh, even radio and television, and then new media, which would be online, uh, online media and, and include video and, and audio podcast, radio as well. Uh, Sister Tracy, one of the things that uh, that we were talking about um, in the previous segment about Blessed James Alberione kind of being a, a, a visionary in a sense, He's, he was definitely someone who added uh, salt to the pot of gumbo, you know, added some mm-hmm. flavor mm-hmm. there uh, on the yep. cutting edge. Um, and, and there's a new uh, movie that is out about uh, uh, Blessed James called Media Apostle. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yes. Um it's uh it's a feature length film that was actually uh put together, written screenplay written by a daughter, St. Paul's sister Helena Burns, and uh put together also with um Spirit Juice Studios who did um uh, a lot of the camera work and, and the editing. And the film is excellent. It really does give a great clear picture of who Father Alberione was, blessed James Alberione was and His vision and how he, you know, he really told us over and over again. He's like, you know, other people will feel what you feel. There are other people out there who have this, this spirit. Of wanting to share the gospel generously, um, especially through the media, and he said, "So, so what we're happy about is that the film is out there, so that people can really learn um, what is that spirit, what is I, what is it that I'm feeling, and and attach themselves to a spiritual life that can really feed them. Um, they don't have you don't have to kind of reinvent the wheel, like you know." Draw from a source that you have to make up yourself. Um, God really gifted the church with the Pauline charism, which is a gift of the Spirit to 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 evangelize through media, but also to pray for media. Um, we really do pray for writers and technicians, and and like you know, it's so easy for technology to kind of go awry, and and we need to pray that the good. Uh, can fill the air, and can um, can really counteract uh, any any communications that aren't from the 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 truth, the spirit of truth, um, and really bring about uh, the good that God wants to create in in human history. So, our founder, yeah. uh, the the film is available uh, through. Pauline Books and Media, so if you're in the Louisiana area, you can um, contact the, the Pauline Book and Media Center here in Metairie, um, or you can go on our website at pauline.org, um, and that uh, has a trailer and a great, just just a really good in, uh, view of the film, and you can, um, you can even uh, stream the film online if you want to purchase it that way. Um, so it's got lots of opportunities to see um, and learn about this great apostle of Jesus.
2: And I know over at, uh, at mediaapostle.com, there is uh, under the, the tab connect, there are a bunch of um, very shareable graphics uh, that yes. you can download and share on social media. And I love it because some of the quotes that were chosen are just priceless, you know, priceless. I, I look at this as an example. This one quote from Blessed James, it says that the power of the cinema surpasses that of the school, the pulpit, and the press, and can produce greater results. It's like, look yeah. at, look around and, and see today what happens with, with the, the power of, of the cinema, of movies, and the communication of ideas, and the way right. that affects culture and trends. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He was it he is. was right on. Yeah, he, was he right could on. see it. He says, uh, yeah. another quote here says, let us put down the scissors of censorship and pick up the camera and microphone ourselves. And yeah. that is, just, uh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. We live yeah, in a day where being, we can do that. Yeah, instead of being just negative, just do something. Do something creative. Make something good.
2: And do something positive and add your... yeah. Hey, what is that quote? There's a famous quote, something about instead of cursing the darkness, you, you know, light a candle
1: Ah, light a candle. Yeah. Yeah, that's Couple basically the same idea. Mm-hmm. I think the Christophers had that as their slogan.
2: Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was uh, it's important, you know, it's important. And I think that today it's it's very easy to be negative. There's a lot of negative things out there in the media. Uh, we see it all the time. I've got three teenagers at home. And so one of our hardest jobs, I think, really as parents today, is trying to lead and guide our teens into responsible media use. Uh, It's so easy to get enveloped. And I'm not talking even about content alone, right? I mean, there's a lot of questionable or even objectionable content out there. But even aside from that, just the actual act of using media, it's so easy today for Kids and adults to completely lose themselves in their devices.
1: You know, right. So, yeah. So uh,
2: it's like, okay, how do you help them to understand that? Okay, I don't have to be on the phone all day long. You know, maybe just for periods of time. You know, so use of media in that respect. And then, of course, there is the whole element of content and the fact that um, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of folks out there creating. Content today that have an agenda, and mm-hmm. that agenda isn't really very nice. And so, how do mm-hmm. you uh, help to protect them from that, and at the same time encourage the use of a uh, good media? Um, right. My son is 15 years old, and I think I mean you can tell he takes after me. You know, he loves good food. He loves uh, he loves to talk about uh, food. He loves um, and he loves media. He, he does. Mm-hmm. My son is it's, it's interesting because. A lot of people would just be content with maybe watching a movie or a television show or whatever. But when you talk to my son, he's always like, oh, I had this great idea for a website or I have this great idea for it. Because he's all thinking about making stuff, you know, creating yeah. stuff, which mm-hmm. is awesome. That is a, a definitely is. A, good way to, uh, a good way to be. So, uh, mediapostle.com, Pauline org is the website you mentioned
1: earlier yes yes but definitely mediapostlecom I mean that really does take you around uh, and and really give you a good idea of what the film's about and um, and there you can see the trailer and you can connect and it's great it's a it's a great learning um, experience
2: well that that is uh, thank you so much for that Um I know that uh, we have just a few more minutes left uh, on the show. Uh, Before I forget, uh, can you tell us where folks can find you online? Uh,
1: Well, uh, you mean like our local local presence here in, in New Orleans?
2: I mean, Sister Tracy's local presence.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Sister Tracy Duga, and um and I'm in, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and basically under the same name. Although on on Instagram, my name is Sister T, uh, and that's spelled like it sounds. So you probably, if you're not from New Orleans, you'll spell it wrong. <laughs> but, um, it's S I S T A H. Underline T-E-E. And I, I'm pretty active on Instagram, so that might be a good place to follow me. And I also wanted to mention that um, if, if, if among your listeners you have anybody who might know a young woman who is kind of playing with the idea of religious life and, and is interested in learning more about it, we do various um, live-in experiences and retreats, and there's a bigger retreat that's going to be happening this summer, um, and it's it's going to be happening actually at our mother house in um, Massachusetts, actually at our retreat center, and it's uh, from July 16th to the 20th, and it's just three silent days where... Um, you, a, a young woman, who especially a li- of someone a little bit more interested, a little bit more serious about discerning God's will, um, and maybe familiar with the Daughters of Saint Paul, can come and really get get down to the truth and see if if they're being called to religious life or not. And it's a great experience of prayer and adoration and just retreat time. So that's coming up this that- summer.
2: Yeah, that's July, what did you say was the...
1: July the sixteenth through the 20th. Okay,
2: and is there, and people can find information on the line, uh, maybe on Facebook Yeah, they can definitely, mm
1: -hmm, they can go to the Daughters of St. Paul on Facebook and just like our page there, and they'll see a bunch of, uh, you know, ads for this particular retreat, and actually a schedule of our other retreats that happen throughout the country.
2: I always try to promote that on Facebook when I see those uh, uh, advertisements come up. I know Sister Margaret yeah. Michael uh, is doing a wonderful job, and uh, it's important. You know, that's how I, I did spend a total of four years in the seminary, and that was because I I, I wanted to come and see. And God right. obviously had yeah. different plans for me, but that was uh, that was an important point or important journey for me in my life. And uh, yeah. God works. Wonderfully in that in that those kind of events. Yeah. Uh, well, Sister yes. Tracy, I want to thank you so much for for joining me today uh, on the Catholic Foodie Show. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward it? to um, to maybe getting together and, and cooking with the sisters over there. Oh, and, that oh, would I'm, be
1: great. You are totally invited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring some Middle Eastern food. How about that? <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, and, uh, and thank you uh, for listening to the Catholic Booty Show, Real Life Radio. I'm Chad Young, your host, and we will be back tomorrow on Friday. So until then, on, have a
1: S Q P N